Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, the podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Millman and this is episode 53, Knitting Socks for Summer. Hello everybody and welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday the 30th of June. How are you all? I hope you're all well since last time I spoke to you. Today is rather a toasty day in Scotland. It would seem that um, summer has indeed arrived, finally. And um, it's indeed so warm that um, I've thrown open the windows, the doors are open because you don't want me to kind of pass out halfway through recording this episode. So you may hear the odd dog bark or small child screaming or aircraft noise or seagulls perhaps um, as the windows are, are fully open. And it's a little bit breezy so you may hear a little bit of that as well. But I will take it that you'll enjoy the uh, somewhat balmy weather along with me today. Thank you to everyone that's been in touch since the last episode, Um, especially those of you that have sent messages for Her Britannic Majesty's attention. Um, She did quite enjoy the yarn review that she did, I think, and she enjoyed listening to herself talking in the computer. Her words, not mine. And uh, she'd like to do it again, so... I'll see what what other stuff I can drag out of there to try and prompt some sort of comedy review. Now, I thought that the neon pink would would be funny, but she seemed to drag lion hair out of some South African merino. And I can kind of see the loose connection there, but it's difficult to sort of prompt things from her one way or another because she just goes off on one on her own little merry sort of schedule, if you will, so... We'll see what we can do in terms of uh, of another yarn review from her. She's at nursery at the moment, so she's not currently available. But I am negotiating terms with her in um, in terms of what she's going to be paid for her efforts. And uh, she takes payment in Freddo bars, so we'll see. I'm sure even one will get me quite far, to be honest. Um, but yeah, she seemed to quite enjoy it. She's She is very funny, she's very cheeky. And whilst I do try and keep the whole mummy aspect of things out of the podcast, particularly if it's smug mummy stuff, generally, um, if it's funny, I'm quite happy to sort of share that. But I don't like to festoon smug mummy upon anyone, least of all my dear listeners, many of whom do not have children, do not wish to have children, and are happy to be mildly amused if someone has amusing children briefly but they don't necessarily want to hear about it all day and I don't want to talk about it all day because podcasts for me are a bit of an escape from the chores of daily life where we can kick back, get out our knitting, relax, have a little bit of fun, knit 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 the troubles away and uh, and chill out. So if you have any 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 yarns in particular you'd like to see her review, if they're in the stash, I'm more than happy uh, to do so. I'm thinking of trying her with a bit of fun first, see what she says. 
I think to, she's probably going to like be underwhelming with the funny yarn and then you'll get something beautiful out and she'll say something really funny. So uh, yeah, we'll see how we get on with that. But um, she passes on her finest lion hair regards to you all. Um, so what have we got for you today on the show? Well, there's a couple of quick announcements which I will squeeze in before we go into Enablers Corner. And then we have Enablers Corner, of course, which is a non-nitty enabling for today. Then we're going to have a retro perfume review and that will be provided courtesy of the internet and will be on uh, exclamation, exclamation, just because it's really funny. And uh, I've actually got two, I've got two for you because I couldn't, I couldn't narrow it down to one. I felt they both complemented each other so well that naturally you'd want to hear them both. We love it, love a bit of kitsch on the, on the podcast, love a bit of a trip down memory lane. After that, I welcome back lovely Claire, who seems to be getting more and more giddy as the episodes go on, and we just encourage each other. I don't think it, it really helps at all. She's going to be back with us talking about how you can keep your sock knitting going in summer. So, get yourself an iced tea or equivalent, and um, I'll give you the news before we go on to Enablers Corner. So a couple of very, very quick bulletin points for you. Number one, Amy from Knitspin Cake has been recording and she's recorded another episode and it's up on the internet and you can listen to it. So that is my worst ever Geordie accent. And she's not really Geordie, she's Macam I think. And um, yeah, Amy has gone back to recording. Obviously, um, had a little break for quite a while and opened the shop Harbour Yarns which you can find at harbouryarns.co.uk and very recently she started a video podcast with two of her friends but she's also recorded another audio podcast. Amy's was one of the first ones that I listened to um, after I make. My my first love she's also recording, Martin's recording at the moment too um, and was one that I got into uh, just before we left for South Africa and I remember it being very hot very similar to how it is today and being down in Brighton or Lewis rather with them um, with the beast and Mealy and staying at my in-laws house waiting to sort of move out to Africa and it being really really hot and sitting upstairs chilling out listening to Amy so she is good fun. If you've never listened to her before, then I would recommend it, especially if you're an accent freak. Uh, she's from the northeast of England. She does have a bit of an accent and um, she talks about lots of knitting, spinning and cakey stuff. So that's Amy for you, Knit Spin Cake. The other announcement is to ready your fingers for tomorrow because the Great London Yarn Crawl tickets are going to be going on sale. I am going. I haven't still narrowed down which route I would like to go on, but I'll give that some thought. I might. I might just volunteer with P-Hop and then I get to see everyone in the marketplace instead um, because London frightens me ever so slightly. I think I would, wouldn't would look out of place walking around with a flat cap and a whip it on. I'm one of those people that gets really upset by this whole, you, you have to stand on on the right hand side of the escalator thing and everyone's always rushing and they're all a bit kind of like aggro um I don't really have a lot of time for that particularly not because they're undertaking we overtake on in England in the UK 
we overtake on the right. If we're not moving, we go on the left. So why are all the Londoners undertaking? There you go. One of life's little mysteries for you there. Probably because London is an actual other country. Um, and they don't put gravy on the chips, which is a bit weird. I'm always suspicious of people who don't eat chips with gravy. Nah, not convinced. Um, but I will be going and I'll be kept in the heaving bosom of my Londonite friends. So I should be fairly safe. I'm not going to get... I always think I'm going to get blown up on the tube. I know it's a massive kind of like stereotype, uh, but I do. I feel really like I'm either going to get mugged or blown up the entire time. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure I'm just stereotyping the entire of London there, but that that, that is the truth. So I spit the truth, bra. So <laughs> I will be going along to that. So let me know if you are going. A few people already have been in touch and said that they're going to be there. And it'd be delightful to have a natter with you, especially if we've not met in real life before. If we've only chatted on the internet or what have you. Or if we've never even chatted on the internet. Come and say hello. I am very friendly. And um, anything for a natter. I love a good natter. I'll be rooting around in your bag, seeing what you've been buying and all sorts. So... Yeah, all good. So they go on sale tomorrow at yarninthecity.com. So we'll go on to Enablers Corner. Enablers Corner then is one, this time for once, for the first time in a long, long time, where it's nothing to do with knitting. I've recently discovered Periscope, which is a online social media video streaming network which is on by Twitter and essentially people all over the world are taking videos, the live streaming videos and you can you can just go and watch them. Um, the reason why I've got into it is because there's various people in South Africa take videos as well and, um, and they show, share those so it has this map function where you can um, sort of browse around the world and choose an area in the world where you want to find who's periscoping and you can watch videos there and a lot of people will walk around in their cities and show you parts of their cities and the ones in South Africa talk about, I don't know, there were some bockies on there the other day, it was quite cool. Some of it is a bit random and boring but there's some really cool uh, videos on there and you can kind of like give them little love hearts if you like it and you can send them messages and People will talk back to you if you send them a message, they'll answer the message whilst they're doing the whole commentary on whatever it is that they're doing. It's owned by Twitter, so it inputs all your Twitter contacts, so you can follow all of them on Periscope as well, and it will notify you when they're doing a Periscope. I haven't streamed any video yet myself, most because I feel like a bit of a goon uh, uh, doing so, but I think it's probably going to be something that becomes quite popular particularly amongst all of those that do a video podcast currently um it seems like quite a kind of cool sort of extension of that that you can do a bit more informally so i might give it a bit of a try but i'm on there i'm on there as shiny bees i'm on there as the golden skin as well so um give me a follow if you're on there or say hi and i will follow you back i've got some plans for different videos I would quite like to do but it's very difficult up here because unless I'm near a wi-fi hotspot um, I don't have enough signal because it is like the third world. If I was in Africa I would have 3G but I'm not so I'm in northern Scotland which means I'm on GPRS can't do anything so screw you Vodafone. Um, 
so it's a little bit difficult to kind of capture some of the more scenic parts of my area because I know you all like the little Instagram videos that I do, particularly if they've got aeroplanes on them, which tends to be a bit of a running theme. There's plenty of aeroplanes around here as well. And um, yeah, it'd be quite cool to see where you live. And especially if you are listening to the podcast and you're off in some exotic, exciting location like a Danish forest or in Alaska or, or wherever you are, it'd be really cool. Uh, for you to pop up and say hello. So that is Periscope. It's only been going for, I think it came at the end of uh, April, 27th of April rings a bell. So it's very new, um, but it's quite a good fun. And anything with maps is always popular with me being a geographer. So uh, the app is free and you can get it in the app store or whatever the equivalent of that is on Android. <laughs> and um, and give us a shout, it'd be really cool to see you and see what you're knitting, more importantly. So, on to the Retro Perfume Review. So, as promised, I have another Retro Perfume Review for you, and this is another Coty classic. This is Exclamation by Coty which is a floral fragrance for women. Exclamation was launched in 1988. The nose behind this fragrance is Sophia Grossman. Top notes are apricot, green notes, peach and bergamot. Middle notes are orris root, jasmine, heliotrope, lily of the valley and rose. Base notes are sandalwood, amber, cinnamon, musk, vanilla and cedar. And once again, I have... uh, I've read all the reviews on your behalf, just so you don't have to, and uh, picked out a couple of uh, classics that I thought you might enjoy. Now again, this website, as last time, has rated the people involved with a number of balloons, and T4X3 has a whole bunch of them, Like again, a bit like Up, and uh, this is what she's got to say about it. In my last review of Exclamation, I said I would certainly not buy a bottle. Seems I can't be trusted in this regard. I like her already. I bought a small bottle of Exclamation in Guymon, Oklahoma while on a road trip. Clearly, someone who works at the pharmacy in the local grocery, Carter's, is a perfume lover. There was a charming wall of perfume with an eclectic collection. Coty Classics, Celebrity Scents, an impressive selection of Tierra Mugler, Alien, Alien, Angel and their flankers all sharing the shelf with boxes of humorous knockoffs like Crazy Lady and Hotness. There were also some deeply discounted bottles of things like Estee Lauder, Youth Dew, Sensuous Nude on a clearance shelf. I was tempted to buy some of those discounted bottles but settled on little holiday promotion bottles of Exclamation and Lady Stetson. There was no way I was walking out without buying something. Whoever stocks that perfume department needs to be rewarded. I'd not smelled exclamation since I abandoned it for Chanel No. 5 about a year after its release. It was absolutely delightful in zero degrees while I went flying down the tubing hill at a ski resort with my daughter. It is as sharp and synthetic smelling as I recall, with a fresh, fast citrus blast that takes a powdery, rose-based turn. It is distinctive until you remember Lancome Trezor, also created by Sophia Grosman. Exclamation and Trezor are like sisters who are more alike than they realise. 
One is not as wild as she supposes, the other not as sophisticated, but both are fun and appealing. So yeah, comedy, eh? Um, but this one it had another another good one as well. This one is by Peachy Sugarbum, who also has an entire bunch of balloons. And she says, My mum was rad enough to buy this for me in 1994 and was lame enough to retract the gift after my generous overspraying gave her the most massive eye swimming in, so in sockets headaches. I was heartbroken. Exclamation smell like cool music and pretty girls in clothes time duds. Things I was becoming keen on as a 10 year old in Orange County. But mum! Then in 2002, my senior year of high school, I smelled it again on this obnoxious chick in my government class. I think the only way exclamation is sprayed on is in massive quantities and dang girl bathing While my friends and I, being so early 2000s by driving new Beatles and wearing Tommy Girl, Ralph Lauren Ralph, Angel and Lucky You, rolled our eyes and scoffed at our dated, strong-smelling classmate together. Alone, I leaned into her while passing her in the hall and stood next to her after PE class with the hope she'd spray on a fresh round after the lazy game of volleyball we were forced to participate in. I loved slash love exclamation. Guilty pleasure. Sorry, not sorry. So yeah, she likes it. Secretly. She secretly loves exclamation. Um, do you secretly love exclamation? Um, get in touch and let me know. It would be great to hear from you. I do have lots more comedy reviews lined up, but if there are any you think that I've not yet heard about and that I need to add to the list, then do let me know. There have been some requests for brands that I haven't quite heard of because they were a little pre-my time in the 1970s, but never fear, I am educating myself on these via the medium of YouTube and I hope to bring you some of these little treats as well soon. So let's punch through the haze of exclamation perfume onto the sock surgery. Okay, so I'm joined again by Claire and this week it's going to be somewhat of a summer sock palooza. Following on from our summer yarns and summer patterns uh, features a couple of weeks ago so welcome back to the show Claire. Hello how are you in, in, in summery Scotland? It's not that summery to be honest mate but apparently summer's coming next week so they keep telling me how are you? I'm good it's quite summery down here I just got rubbed that in there's got to be some kind of benefit to moving down here to the weird burb land and um, it's pretty warm in um, suburban southern England so um, yeah I'm quite happy. Don't like it down south not enough whippets and flat cats flat caps but the, we do have summer down here whatever i'm used i'm not used to summer small and 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 big posh boats on the thames you know it's, rock, it's rocking out yeah it's harder the least liverpool canal is it <laughs> any dead dogs at all shopping trolleys cars perhaps oh i was thinking dead dogs <laughs> no it's a thing <laughs> not not in the thames valley my darling not in the <laughs> valley <laughs> not in windsor the Queen wouldn't have dead dogs in her um, in her river. Anyway, we've sort of moved sideways on this one. Right, yes, yeah, socks. <laughs> so I thought we'd talk about summer socks because while people might think that socks are just for winter, in my opinion, hand-knit socks are for all year round. Um, even when it's much warmer, you can still wear hand-knit socks. I suppose it depends what your temperature threshold is or where you live. But um, 
I thought we'd just chat a little bit about some, some summary yarns that I'm trying out, um, some summary patterns, and, and why I think socks are perfect, perfect for summer. So I recently wrote a, a piece about Noro Teo, if I pronounce that correctly. Probably not. This is probably why I spend most of my time writing and not speaking on podcasts because I can't pronounce things. Um, which is a really interesting Noro yarn um, consisting of wool, cotton, and silk. I will be honest, I think Noro yarns are quite Marmite. Um, I love Marmite. Joe hates Marmite. Some people love Noro. Some people don't love it so much. I think this is definitely one of those yarns. Um, but I thought I'd mention it because I'm currently knitting a pair of socks. I don't know, are you a Noro fan, Joe? I like the colours, um, but I don't like how it is quite slubby and thick and thin it hurts my aura a little bit right don't knit with this <laughs> it won't be good for you I really like it though it is thick and thin it is quite twisty and I won't lie on 2.25 millimeters it's quite hard going on my wrists but it's actually knitting up into a really nice fabric so I'm going to do a blog post one day uh, when I finish this pair of socks which may well be next summer um, but I would urge people to, if you're interested in, in different kinds of yarns and you want to try something new for socks, um, definitely give it a, give it a look. I'll put the link to the blog post in, um, I'll get Joe to put it in the show notes and I'll put it on my blog as well, but I wrote for Rachel and it's got quite a few different examples of socks that people have knitted. So I thought that'd be quite interesting to talk about because obviously the cotton will make it much cooler um, but the wool will still give it the elasticity that you need because I know people say you can knit socks out of cotton, um, but I'm not convinced that they would stay on your feet as you'd want them to. Maybe someone can, yeah, maybe someone can dispel that for me, but um, I'm not convinced. But with the balance of wool and cotton, I think you get enough of the sort of bounce with enough of the coolness and the silk gives a little bit of strength and a little bit of sort of sort of luxury if you don't like thick and thin yarns just don't even bother um, but if you are interested in sort of more textured yarns the colors are magnificent um, and the texture of it as it knits up is really really nice it's not a smooth round bouncy merino it's not a bfl um, it's got its own unique characters but i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing I'm not sure if you heard the um, boy racers zooming down my road on their way to Slough, but um, I do apologise in advance if you can hear them. Um, so I had a look at some other summer yarns because I tried to think of cooler properties, so things that might be good for socks. Just a word of warning, if you do start mixing things in with your wool, you are going to run into sort of elasticity issues um, because wool tends to be the best option or, or natural fibers tends to be the best option for socks. Um, but some bamboo, which I realize now is a natural fiber but doesn't have the same qualities as wool, is good. Um, bamboo is has antibacterial properties, so it's good for socks, I believe. And um, I have found one by Old Maiden Aunt and one by Sparkle Duck. I'm pretty sure it's the same base. They're both 80-20 merino bamboo. Um, both of them have amazing colorways and I think it would make a really interesting sock yarn. Um, I'm pretty sure Jo may be able to tell me with her other hat on here that that was the same yarn we had in the trial club. For the golden skein? 
It wasn't Sparkle Duck, it was For the Love of Yarn, but it was an 80-20. An 80-20 bamboo. So it, it does have quite a lot of drapes, so you'd need to be careful what kind of tension you knit it at and what kind of pattern you choose. But um, I definitely think it would make a sort of a cooler, smoother, summery sock yarn if you are looking for something that isn't woolly and sock yarn. Someone did actually, someone did knit a pair of socks out of it. So I will see if I can find the project because she might have some project notes. There we go. And if she doesn't, we might ask her for some project notes. We might Maybe. indeed. Fab. So that's my sort of take on, on different yarns. But to be honest, I think you can wear woolly socks in summer. I know a lot of people probably think I'm mad. Um, and I realise that my temperature threshold is slightly different to some people's. But um, I definitely think sock wool is, is a lovely breathable, keep you warm, keep you cool kind of fabric. So um, keep knitting socks. And autumn is around the corner, guys. I hate to be a pessimist, but this is the UK. And by the time you finish your socks, it will probably be cold. So keep knitting socks. Again, I've digressed. But um, <laughs> you are hilarious. I'm very tired. It's been a very long day. I do even have notes today, really comprehensive notes, but I don't seem to be following them at all, so I apologise. So I thought another thing I'd talk about instead of um, changing up the yarn is you can change up the pattern. So instead of doing heavy textured cable socks, if you're looking for something a little fun, sort of a little funner, a little fun. more fun, <laughs> a little more fun, um, there's some really cool lace socks out there. So I picked a couple that I really liked. One is, um, I tried really hard not to pick a cookie A sock. I tried really, really hard, but I just can't do it. So <laughs> I, have, I love her. I picked a freebie. I picked monkey socks because it's free. It's a knitting pattern. There is an extended sizes version um, that cookie A does as well. And it comes in a book. So it's a really, really lovely pattern. It's a really easy lace repeat. And I think it works with a lot of different yarns. Great sort of interesting uh, summer knit. I know a lot of people are busy in the summer and on the go. So I think it would be a great travel project. My only word of caution on that is I really don't like the stocking stitch heel. I've spoken about this before. Um, if I was, and I have knitted them, and I did knit a stocking stitch heel, and if I would knit them again, I would knit them with a slip stitch heel because I think they're quite baggy with a stocking stitch heel. But that's me. Um, if you want to knit the pattern as written, it's a very good pattern. Then there is a winding way by one of our favourite and designers Emily Vessel of Tin Can Knits and um, focused mainly on the front of the foot. Pretty easy to remember eyelet sort of structure, um, which I thought would be really, really good. And then my third adult pattern is another freebie. I'm all about freebies today, um, though the, the Emily Vessel pattern is a paid for, but very worthwhile, the um, pennies and pounds will pay for it, is Tribute by Brenda Petipa. And that was a nitty pattern way back from summer 2010 but it's got this sort of really textured um it, it almost looks like a sort of a, a florally type lace it's got sort of bobbles and textures and um I don't think it'll be every, everyone's cup of tea but I think it's it's quite pretty and I'll be honest I think what sort of attracted me to it is the uh, pairing of really cute little white socks and really pretty little red paint and shoes neither of which I probably ever wear myself but I am um, I think they look really good I, I like shoes and, and socks combos um, maybe because I always wear hiking boots everywhere so um, it's sort of that 
I dream about something a little bit better than hiking boots. And um, yeah, and then I thought I'd talk about socks as travel projects. So I don't know, Joe. do you think socks make good travel projects? Um, absolutely. They make good disco projects as well. Disco projects. When have you been knitting socks at discos? All the time. And all these discos that I go... If you go on holiday, there's always a cheesy disco, isn't there? There's always a cheesy disco. I suppose it depends where you go on holiday. But yeah, you probably find a cheesy disco. Actually, we found a really random cheesy disco party in, um, in Zambia once. It was fabulous. We went, we went back three days in a row and then realised that the pup and flace, the, the meat and uh, maize that we'd eaten on the first night, which we thought was superb, um, was served every night. And we realised by the third night that they were still serving up the same leftovers from the Friday night. Nice. You should be fine with your African constitution, in fairness. I'm, I'm pretty good with it. And to be honest, it was washed down with quite a lot of uh, Zambian beer. So it was fine, really. I'm a great believer in just spill down any suspect food with some beer and you'll be just fine. Um, though I do advocate sensible drinking, obviously. Especially if you're going to be knitting socks. And I just think how much more fun it would have been if you were knitting socks as well. Yeah. I wasn't, was I knitting then? I was knitting then. I was knitting then. Um, but not while drinking beer and eating pup and flace. Um, so why do I think socks make great travel projects? I think you need to pick carefully. You don't want to pick something really, really complicated with lots of traveling stitches. But there's quite a lot of socks that are either sort of plain vanilla socks where you can really enjoy the yarn, like a self-striping yarn, which makes a great travel project because you can pick it up, put it down, stick it in your handbag. You don't need to keep track of anything. But there's also a lot of sort of repetitive rhythmic knits, um, textures, lace. I'm thinking again of Cookie A. I'm terrible. Um, Hedera socks, they've got a really nice lace pattern. Um, something like the Tarsi socks, um, though I'm not biased on that selection at all. Um, are, are really good for traveling. They're quite small. They fit into your handbag. Uh, if you knit Magic Loop, you won't lose your needles. Um, sorry, DPN fans, but that's one of the drawbacks of DPNs. Um, I often, and I thought I'd mention this because I think lots of people are probably jetting off on some kind of exciting holiday, or, or so I believe, because I'm not going anywhere but the local Sainsbury's um, at the moment. And um, a lot of people tend to think that you can't take your knitting on planes or that you will struggle to travel. Now, obviously, this is my opinion. I don't work for any kind of airport security. Um, but I have traveled all over the world with knitting and never, ever had problems with my knitting. And I always travel with metal, circu uh, metal circular needles and socks, um, really small gauge needles and socks. And I've never had anyone really even question it. So... If you are thinking about taking knitting on a plane, I would suggest it because I think it's a really good thing to keep you occupied and I think socks are a really good um, way to do that. If you're not keen on trying your luck with metal circulars, there's always bamboo DPNs or the little asymmetrical needles, which I think you reviewed a while ago, didn't you, Jo? Um, I did. And I also, believe it or not, wrote a blog post about taking your knitting on the aeroplane extensively researched and what I will do because I'm in a good mood because it's Friday I will update that um, and repost it um, but the thing you need to be aware of with that in the UK in particular I found was that when you google certain airports there's so it's not the real airport website that you get 
it was sort of a weird kind of copied one with generic airport information that was more of like an advertising site than the actual airport itself so just be aware when you do look on the airports whether it is definitely the official airport website because if you go to like gatwickairport.co.uk that isn't the right one for instance mm. so but to my knowledge though I haven't flown anywhere for a while which that breaks my heart but that's a completely different subject um, and I shall be flying again soon um my understanding is that according to the UK, whatever they're called, I'm sure you're better to inform me of this, the, the security, the overarching security thing, and they have knitting needles explicitly stated on their OK list. They do. You're absolutely right. Um, and most of the airports do. It's the airlines. Funnily enough, it tends to be the cheaper ones as well. So your EasyJets and your Ryanair tend to be the worst ones for saying, no, you can't, you can't bring stuff. Maybe they want to charge you for taking your knitting. I was going to say, but they don't even look in your bags, though. It's security that check your bags. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I just say, I think this is a South African, like, rule breaker in me. Not that we're even breaking rules, but I just say take your knitting needles and go. Someone in South Africa told me that you could put them in a pencil case and line your pencil case with foil, and then they can't see what's inside your pencil case. I sort of said, mm, I'm not exactly sure if I want to be seen as the person who is lining items of my baggage with foil to sneak things onto a plane. Don't look, I, 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 and I maintain this, and I've said this so many times, don't do weird stuff like hiding things in your hair and pretending things are pencils because you look dodgy. If they find them, you look like you're trying to hide something. If you get onto a plane brazen as brass, with a full set of vintage Aero DPNs, the straight ones, in a needle roll, and move to South Africa, nobody even questions it. And I, I could probably kill somebody, several people with those. But I'm not going to, because I'm doing my knitting. That's the whole point. We want to knit. We don't want to make war. But the other thing I would say is have some knitting with you, which I think I'm speaking to a podcast of knitters. So I think people are probably rolling their eyes going, yeah, why would I go anywhere without knitting? But I have, I think once someone asked me, like, what is this? And I was like, I'm knitting. And they were like, what are you knitting? And I was like, a sock. And they were like, oh, yes, you are, aren't you? You are knitting a sock. And I was like, yes, I am. That's why I said I was knitting a sock. And it sort of stood there, like, <laughs> in disbelief. And they went, oh, okay, on you go, on your way. So I do think you don't need to, I had this conversation with someone in Edinburgh, which is why I'm bringing it up now, where they, people in my workshop were convinced that it wasn't a good idea. And I was like, no, it's totally fine. I think the Americans have, they're a little bit more hardcore and a lot of people have had stuff taken off them. And because it tends to be a largely North American kind of audience on Ravelry, that tends to become the accepted okay. knowledge. The Canadians are happy. Well, the Canadians in Alberta are pretty happy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're chilled. Just the Americans. They were, they were chilled. Yeah, I have no knowledge of America. But I can tell you Africa, Asia, Australia, Europe and Canada have all been fine with me. And to be honest, if I can probably get away with it, you know, people who look a lot less suspect than me can probably get away with it. They did swab my child for explosives. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Yeah, so if I can get away with knitting needles, though they think my child is an explosive, though she is quite explosive, but not in that kind of way. Um, yeah, anyway, we've turned this session into something quite random. Um, so just to, just to end this, if anyone's still listening to our random ramblings of socks on a 
late on a Friday night, is um, I thought everyone loves a good knit along. I love a good knit along, though I'm terrible at actually knitting along with the good knit along, um, mainly because I haven't quite worked out that there are only 24 hours in the day and seven days in the week. Um, so I'm currently residing in the Hotel of the Overly Committed. But if you're not in the Hotel of the Overly Committed, alongside Joe and myself and probably a few others, um, you might be interested in some really good sock, sock alongs I've found. So there's 15 socks in 15. Um, there's the Sock Knitters Anonymous Sock Down, which always looks like good fun. And then Coop Knits is having her summer of socks. Um, I recently saw Kuplitz chat at the Muse Connection, which was very interesting. She um, had some really wise words of wisdom, like buy more needles. Um, I a bit love her. I was just like, I a bit love this lady now. I liked her purple hair, but... Just that's, what she, that's basically what the premise of her talk was, which was fantastic. It was just like, buy more needles. No talking of cold sheeping, no talking of organising stash, or finishing whips, or all this ridiculous nonsense. She just said... Buy more needles, guys. Just buy more needles. That will solve all your problems. So I would urge you, in the style of Coop Knits, to buy more needles, cast on some socks, join a knit along, take your socks on a plane, go on holiday, try out some summer yarns, maybe add some lace in, and um, there you go. Knit socks for summer. Oh, and I'm having a summer sock sale. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last note. I looked down, I was like, oh, wait, wait. Yes, um, I'm having a summer sock sale. So if you want to buy more needles and cast on, you can't cast on my socks for coop knits because I don't think she'll like that. And she has some really, really good sock patterns. I'm interested I'm running a summer sock sale all summer long. All my socks are 20% off. The information's on my blog. Amazing. Knit socks for summer. I'm going to make a poster. Knit socks for summer. I might even make it into a tattoo, knit socks for summer. A project bag, I think. Maybe you could have a cheeky little project bag, pattern and yarn combo. My mum would like you. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo saying knit socks. You were like, project bag, Claire. Just get a project bag. You don't need a tattoo that says knit socks for summer. You know, voice of reason. So I'm afraid that's all we've got time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show and picked up some tips on summer socks as well as some finer tasting notes on exclamation, the perfume. And all that remains for me to say is have a great week, happy crafting and speak to you all again soon. Bye! You've been listening to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog, or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by Music Alley and it is Adam and the Walter Boys and I Need a Drink. I need a drink. I'm sorry, that was really bad. It's funny, it's my podcast and I do this all the time. Do you know anyone else who's doing retro perfume reviews in a knitting podcast? Oh. You never know what you're going to get. I had my four-year-old review yarn on the last one. It's pretty good. It feels like lion's hair, apparently. Nurturing fibres feels like lion's hair.
Not right. that she's ever touched a lion. To I'd my hope knowledge. Not. That, that's probably quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good, mate. Um, anyway, I random, thought, but. I thought I had a question for you. It's gone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 